If you open your Bibles tonight to Hebrews chapter number 11, Hebrews chapter number 11, I read tonight from verse number 1. We're living in a, in a world that's religious but lost, at least that's the way it is in our area. You can hardly find a person that's lost who will confess or admit to that. I don't think I've found a dozen people in nine years in our city that would confess the fact that they're lost. If I ever get a hold of one person that admits they're a sinner, man, I'm telling you, I just go hog wild. You know, I don't find very many. They're all, they're all church members just about. <laughs> we got 252 churches in our town. It's only 120,000. And that was when I went there. been some started since then. And it's a very religious city. But uh, thank God that we have a message in this day, as the brethren have already stated here tonight, that uh, is more than just a religion. It's a mighty power. I'm glad for the power of the Lord tonight. And I found out that a lot of folks that are religious, they, they don't attend church very often, and they know very little about God or the Bible. And uh, I've invited folks to church, and, and they told me what church they were a member of, and I uh, proceeded to ask them who their pastor was or how their service was the previous Sunday and come to find out they not only hadn't been to church in the church they were a member of for years, they didn't even know who the pastor was. Some of them I've had the pleasure of telling them who their pastor was and inviting them to go ahead. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I've had several people that I've told them who their pastor was because they didn't know they young. They've been several changes pastors since they've been to church and I told him I'd met the pastor and he seemed like a very nice fellow and he ought to get married too. Uh, <laughs> but this is a confused world. A confused world. It was said that when you think about folks that are religious and don't know much about the Bible, it was said that somebody wrote a little, uh, little not a poem, but a, a little saying and got all the scriptures all tangled up. He knew a little bit, but not a whole lot about the Bible. It came out like this. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. And many thorns grew up and choked that man, and he had no money. And he met the queen of Sheba, who gave him 1,000 talents of gold and 100 changes of raiment. Then he jumped into a chariot and drove under a spreading chestnut tree. His hair became entangled in the branches, and he was left hanging dead. And the ravens brought him food and water to drink. <laughs> One night his wife Delilah came and cut off his hair and he fell on stony ground. <laughs> and then, it, <laughs> and then it rained forty days and nights and he went and hid himself in a cave. And when he came out he met a man who asked him to come to supper and he said, no, I married a wife and can't come. But the man went in the highways and hedges and compelled him to come and eat with him. And then he went to Jerusalem and saw Queen Jezebel sitting high up in a window and she laughed at him and he said, throw her down. And they threw her down seven times. And he said, throw her down some more. And they threw her down 70 times seven. And of the fragments thereof, they gathered up 12 basketfuls. <laughs> now the answer is to whose wife she will be in the day of judgment. And somewhere in the Bible between generations and revolutions. <laughs> Yes, sir, there's a lot of religion in our world, but there's not a whole lot of God. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 1. Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 
Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then in verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I've read tonight some very, very familiar passages. And I feel to preach from these verses tonight, especially verse number one. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm preaching tonight on things hoped for. In this verse, Things hopeful, things not seen. Every answer to this. Heavenly Father, your word, your day, for great is the number of them that entered into that congregation. And tonight, Lord, we depend upon you and we call on you. We ask you to bless your word and to bless your servant. As you gave the inspiration in his origin, so touch his lips and his heart. Let him be a flame of fire to speak to us tonight. Give us ears to hear, Lord, and hands to do, to do the will and the cause of God. Bless both the book and the people, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. In this tremendous chapter, the 11th chapter of the book of Hebrews, comes the marvelous concept of faith that is given so greatly here. It's been called by many the faith chapter of the Bible. And when you read from this chapter, it's easy to see why it's is called the faith chapter because there's such a beautiful expression of faith that was exemplified in the lives of many people that's given to us in this chapter. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And he was not found because God had translated him. But before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, prepared night for the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should ask to receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. In this chapter, by faith, by faith, by faith, over and over and over, again we are told what faith can do and will do and has done in the lives of those who possess it. Faith is such a beautiful thing. It's such a powerful thing. It's so necessary 
in the life of the child of God. We preach faith. There's not a preacher here tonight that hasn't and does not preach faith because it's such a, a needful thing. An individual cannot even come to God unless they believe. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of them who diligently seek him. Faith is so very vital in the salvation of the soul. Thank God for a, for a faith that's alive tonight. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith believes. Faith touch. Faith does not doubt. It does not waver. It does not and is not affected by the circumstances that surround us. Faith is, is something that is solid. It's more than just simply saying that I believe, but so many times our faith is tried, is tested, is put on the line. And we who say that we have faith sometimes are called upon to manifest the faith that we say that we have. Faith many times sees things happen before it ever happens. Many times in the eyes and hearts and in the mind of those who possess this faith in God, they can see things that others cannot see. They can perceive things that others cannot perceive. They can visualize something that those who do not possess this kind of faith cannot visualize. And tonight, I believe that with all of my heart as I come before a tremendous group of home missionaries and their wives who are already feeling the burden of God and who are already, in most cases, in the city of your calling. Yet, I want you to see tonight, and I believe you have already seen it, and I trust that somehow in this simple sermon, you would even be made to see and realize even more that there is a church, unborn maybe, but there is a church in the city that God has called you to. That church may be unborn right now, but there is a church that God has already ordained in that city. I believe there are hungry hearts there that are just waiting for your witness and for your ministry. They're just waiting because they're hungry. I don't believe the old saying that some who are so negative try to perpetuate that nobody wants God anymore. I don't believe that. I believe we're living in a world where people are really hungry for the Lord. Hallelujah. I was in a, in a meeting several years ago and one man got up and he began to bemoan the fate of the church and tell what a sad state the church was in. And you know, we've always got those people who are prophets of gloom. And he was telling how bad a state the church was in and how sad it was. Nobody wanted God anymore. Nobody was living for God anymore. Nobody wanted to come to church anymore. You know, that's really not the truth. Sometimes preachers and churches have have not really uh, been inspired as they should have been by the anointing of God's Holy Spirit 
to get out and do the work of God. And then through our indifference and through our lethargy and through our unconcern, many times through our own laziness, we have failed to produce as we should. We have failed to do the work of God. And then we hid behind our indifference by saying, no one wants God anymore. That is not the case. There have been and given and young people who tried to cry out for somebody to bring them a message of salvation and deliverance that will save their soul from sin. This man was telling how that nobody wanted God anymore. Nobody wanted to come to church. And he said, I don't know what in the world is going to happen to the church. I don't know what in the world it's coming to. I don't know what's going to happen. Hallelujah. And I felt like saying, my brother, if you just sit down for a minute, I'd like to tell you what's going to happen to the church. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you'll just take your chair. I didn't say it. But I felt like saying, Brother Yonks, if you'll just have a seat a few minutes, I'd like to tell you what's going to happen to this church. Praise God. The church that I'm a part of tonight is not a befallen church. It's not a church that's uh, negative. It's not a church that's down in the mouth. It's not a church that's wondering what in the world's going to happen. Hallelujah. This church that we're a part of tonight is a glorious church. He will present unto himself a glorious church without a spot, without a blemish, without a wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus Christ said, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Oh, hallelujah, God's going to have a church. If I'm in it, he'll have it. If I'm part in it, he'll have it. If you're in it, he'll have it. If you're part in it, he's still going to have it. God will have a church. Oh, hallelujah. And that church is called by his name, and so with his Praise God. Praise God. Brother, I'd like to tell you, and if you're here tonight and you're negative about this church, I'd like to tell you a little about the future of this church. One of these days, a cup of God's going to stand, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Thank God tonight for a part of a glorious, victorious church that's a marching harbor, that's marching forward, the face, the face, the face, from victory to victory, the power to power, the glory to glory. Thank God tonight for the privilege to be a part of God's glorious church. Praise God. Doubt sees the obstacles, but faith sees the way. Doubt sees the darkest night, but faith sees the day. Doubt dreads to take a step, but faith soars on high. Doubt questions who believes, and faith answers high. Let me tell you something tonight, Sam. If you've got the kind of faith that we read about here in Hebrews chapter number 11. It is the substance of things so far. It is the evidence 
anything I can see, I can believe in. I can believe this is a great church because I'm here. I can believe this is a beautiful structure because I'm here. Praise God, but I'm going to tell you something that some man, and this man sitting right here was one of them, he saw a picture of a school out here and a family life center, a gymnasium, an AC school that nobody else could see it. It was in his it was in his heart. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you something, friend. you got to get the vision of something before you'll ever see it from the past. God, give us a vision tonight. For without a vision, the people will perish. Oh, hallelujah. We need a vision of what the Holy Spirit wants to do in this hour. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. This boy went to work. For the Cincinnati Enquirer as, of all things, a janitor. He said, I will go to work. So he went to work as a janitor. And then he proved himself to be a worthy employee, worked his way up finally to work in the press room and run some of the press uh, machinery and equipment. Finally, he worked his way up into an office position and uh, was working in circulation and then in management. This is a live paper. After 32 years of dreaming, this fellow was called in one day and officially made the editor of the Cincinnati Enquirer paper. That little old boy, that little old co-headed boy at the age of 8 or 10 that uh, said, I want to be the editor of this paper. And the man said, oh yeah, son. But he lived with a dream in his heart that he always for years and years. I may be a janitor, but one day I'm going to be the editor. I may run this press equipment, but one day I'm going to be the editor. I may just be a, a person around here now, but one day I'm going to be the editor. It was his dream. It was his father's ambition. It was his daytime thought. He thinks about tonight. I'm going to be the editor of this paper. And it came to pass. And this man is not only editor. He is presently right now. the publisher. Sometimes they didn't show up, 
and uh, I just laid around there, had times when nobody came, and I'd go on home and, and try it again the next time. I'm going to tell on Daddy and Mama a little bit. After evangelizing four years, my Daddy said, What the God son, you'd leave that town, you're going to waste the ministry over there, and nobody wants to come out to that church. Hallelujah. But you know, in my heart, I had a dream. Hallelujah. I knew God woke me up in the middle of the night in Bentley, Michigan, when there was about two foot of snow in the ground, and God said, Go to that town and build a church, and I'll go with you. Hallelujah. That's all you need to do. If you've got the knowledge that God has sent you, that's all you need to stand up. Hallelujah. I said, that's all you need to stand up. It's just the knowledge that God sent you. Amen. Finally got that old store building started painting on it. The old girl came by, a young lady, and she had an old hat on. Painting, and I get, when I paint, I get more paint on me and the girl in the building. And uh, I was up on that building paint. She came back and said, what's this building going to be? And I said, church. She said, it's been everything else. I guess it's time for it to be a church. And it had been a little of everything. Some of it wasn't too nice. And she said, show me a church. And I said, yeah. She said, who's going to be the preacher? And I said, you're looking right at him. And uh, she said, what? She said, you mean you're going to be the preacher? I said, yeah, I'm going to be the preacher. And she walked away, and I could tell, brother, she was so disappointed. <laughs> she thought she was very going to see a preacher. Praise <laughs> God. But you know what? I just as happy as I could be up there painting, building a little old platform in there. No, no running water. Let me tell you something. That building didn't even have a restroom in it. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> if you want to use a restroom, you have to go eight blocks. I mean, you better not want to go bad, brother, because it was eight blocks. <laughs> you had to go to the shell station, and that was eight blocks down the street, and we had church in that building two years, and the city said we ought to come in the building, and my friend said, that crazy, you ought to leave town, but in my heart I had a dream, because we're going to build a church here for the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. If the evidence of things you don't see, I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't see how it's going to happen. But I know it's going to because God sent me here and God will not fail me. I let you go.
Let's begin to give and work and labor and to make a breeze to get that property and God helps us to build a church. Let me tell you something, friend. If you've got it in your heart, the devil can stop you. Your friends can talk you out of it. Your neighbors can discourage you in it. If you've got something in your heart that says, God has sent me all I can see, they find my time in my dreams. All I can see is souls that are dying and going to hell. I've got to do one thing. I've got to go to that city and raise up a church as a beacon in a lighthouse for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Friend, if it's in your heart, you can do it. If God sent you, you can do it. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody said that I want this account. I tell you, Mr. Kimmel, I don't know if I might be taken up. Our pride is on his feet. Our plan is on his way. Our will is now at work. And our good is not at all. And there's probably a great deal of truth in that. Praise God, but when the Holy Spirit of God sends us together, we can go anywhere and do anything. Oh, hallelujah, because God puts it in our hearts. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Faith is the substance of things so far. The evidence of things not seen. I read in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 22 about a little lady who called the sky for me some woman. And here she was with a tremendous need. She said, I've got a daughter that previously helped with the devil. I've got a daughter that needs help. And immediately she was rebuffed and rejected. His own disciples said, why don't you send her away? For she cries after us. Whether it's better than you and I, we might have got disappointed and discouraged. We might have said, if that's the way his disciples are, if that's the spirit and attitude, I don't want anything to do with this man. But brother, she didn't leave. There was a desire in her heart. She wanted something from the Lord, and she was not willing to take no for an answer. Listen, if you're a type of person that easily discouraged, the devil's going to see to it that it happens that way. But you got to hold your head up and stick your chest out and say, devil, you're a liar. Get behind me, Satan. The God that called me has never lost a battle and he's never been defeated and he's never made a mistake. Hallelujah. He never sent anyone to fail. He sent us for success and victory. And then Jesus came over himself and said, It's not me to take the children bread and give it to God. My Lord, adding insult to insult. Things are getting bad now. His own disciples are with And now then the master, the one who's supposed to be compassionate, kind and considerate, his message calling me a dog. But she bowed down and said, Please, Lord, get the dogs eat the crumbs. It's all from the master's table. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And finally, her desire could no longer be suppressed. And her desire could no longer be taken casually or lightly. And Jesus said, what do you want? And she told him, and the Bible says her need was met, and her desire was fulfilled. Oh, hallelujah. God, give us that time. Of determined faith, 
grace that there will be times your faith will be tried. And I'm not being negative now, I'm just being realistic. There'll be times your faith will be tested. There'll be times the devil will try to put it in your mind and say, Did I really do the will of God? Then I need to not stay to that city. And when I stay here and I don't know a soul and nobody wants to come to church, I don't just tell maybe don't come back. I somebody gets the Holy Ghost and then they disappoint you. And the devil's gonna say, Don't you see? God didn't really tend to hear. But brother, if you've got a dream in your mind, if you've got a dream in your mind, you won't let that disturb you. You won't let that bother you. You're gonna say, Hey, there's something I haven't seen yet with the eyes, but I've seen it with my face. There's something I haven't seen lost of creation.
I believe God's talking to some preacher right now. And brother, if you don't have that kind of faith, you better get a hold of it tonight. If you don't have that kind of desire, you better get a hold of it before you leave the seminar. And I pray that something will be said of God in these day services or whatever that will stimulate your heart to say, hey, I'll stand to it. I'll push that path. I'll repeat the end of the leaf. Hallelujah. I will take that penny. I can't see the older soul, but they're going to be here. All I see now is a handful of the Bible people. But in my heart, I see victory. In my heart, I see a choir. In my heart, I see a piano. In my mind, I see an organ. In my spirit, I see a song leader. Oh, hallelujah. I see it. I see it. Thanks, hope for but not yet. Let me remind you of a man that in 
But you know it's time for this wrestling match to be over. It's getting late at night. It's getting early in the morning. And an angel is saying, let me go. And Jacob is holding on. And he's saying, I'm not going to let you go until you trust me. I'm just not going to turn you loose. I've got something I desire. There's something I want. I will not take no for an answer. I'm going to stay here till I get it. Oh, hallelujah. That turned me a loose Jacob. Angels can't be seen around here in daytime. But brother angel, you're one that's going to be seen. You're going to stay here till you bless me. And he touches his tie. And it's out of joint. And he's limping. But in his limping, he's holding on. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to some home missionary tonight. And you've been limping for a while. But brother, even while you're limping, I want you to hold on. You're going to get the blessing if you won't turn loose. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go. Until you bless me.
Why don't we let the Holy Ghost talk to us right now? Why don't we let the Holy Ghost talk to us? Preachers, preachers, wives. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. I've got a burden. I've got a vision. I've got a dream. I've got a desire. Oh, hallelujah. Let's praise him tonight. Let's talk to God. Oh, let's talk to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We might preach Lift your eyes up right now. I wonder if we could all lift our hands and see our city and see a church building and see worshiping holy saints and See the move of the Spirit, see sinners repenting, and see folks getting baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins, and hear them as it were, speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Oh, the world can't see it, but I can see it. The mayor don't see it, but I can see it. The ornament of the city don't see it, but I can see it. The rich of the elite of the city don't see it, but I see it. Let's lift our hands toward heaven. 
Hallelujah. 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 I see a church. I see victory. I see shouting saints. I see worshiping saints. I see it in my mind, in my heart, in my vision, in my dreams. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. In my dream, I see it. In the nighttime, I see it. In the morning time, I see it. When I drive down the street, I see it. Everywhere I go, I see it. My neighbors know that I do. It's in me. It's turning me up. Hallelujah. The seal of my house has eaten me up. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I see victory. I see faith. I see power, I see glory, I see deliverance, I see drug addicts delivered, I see alcoholics set free, I see homosexuals set free, I see sinners redeemed by his blood, I see it in my dream, I see it in my face. Oh. Oh, hey, Joseph, where you at, Joseph? I'm in a dungeon. Where you at, Joseph? I'm way down here on bottom. What are you doing down there, Brother Yoy? It's fine with me. I don't know why I'm here. All I know is that a number of years ago, I had a dream, and I had never left my dream. Oh, but Joseph, you don't understand. You saw some boys down there, and you saw the sun, moon, and stars, and you saw a lot of things, but you're in dungeon now. Oh, but I still got my dream. I still got my dream. I still got my dream. It took me to a pit, but I still got my dream. It told me to the Israelites, but I still got my dream. I went into Egypt, but I still got the Oh my God, my God. I still got the dream. I still got the dream. Hallelujah. You can't take the dream away from me. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Joseph, you've been lied on, but I still got the dream. A woman's accused you of something you're not guilty of, and your coat was left as evidence, but I still got my dream. You can take my dignity away. You can take my honor from me. You can take my offices, but you can't have my dream. Oh, one of these days, the sun and the moon and the stars are going to bow down. You can't feel my dream. Whoa. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I may not have the time, but I still got my dream. My brother may think I'm not doing much, but I still got my dream. I'm just out there on Monday night teaching a whole Bible study. Had me baptized and stuff, yes, but I still got my dream. Oh, hallelujah. You can't steal my dream from me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! 
You pay, take my dream away. I see it. I see it. Oh, come on, preacher. Move on. Move something I'm doing. Oh, hallelujah. Oh. 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 My God, my God. My God, my God.
Let's pray for these and for ourselves and for our children. Amen. Uh-huh. 